Hi guys, my name is Alina and I'm a walking cliche. Welcome back to Traveling Inside Out, a podcast about exploring the world within or out. Why am I saying I'm a walking cliche? Because I'm gonna talk about Machu Picchu and how it felt to <laughs> fulfill one of my childhood's dreams. But then, to be fair, <laughs> so many people have said the same. Like even now, if you just Google, um, you can just go ahead and Google Machu Picchu, a dream come true. And like you're gonna see millions and hundreds and thousands and of blogs about saying about this uh, exactly same thing. <laughs> Ever since they were little, they wanted, they hoped that they would manage to visit Machu Picchu. I'm still gonna explain uh, a little. I mean, I'm still gonna explain my <laughs> how it was for me to get there because it happened last year. It was April last year, so it's like one year anniversary. Um, but before that, I do want to give the context. So, as I was saying, it happened last year in April. However, it was my uh i think it was my sixth month of traveling already in south america so it was not just me going there or going to peru and then visiting few things and then coming back it was not like that it was my um sixth country and sixth month i think um of traveling but even before actually explaining the rest of the context, I need to give to go a step back. And as I was saying about like joking about having a dream since I was a child, I do have to mention two things. One, I'm going, I already have written an article about uh, my experience or little things about uh, Machu Picchu. So you can go ahead and check that if you are interested in my pictures. Uh, you can do that, of course, on my website, Alina's Wonders on Wix. And uh, the second thing is that I I really, and also I might be post, posting some pictures on my Facebook page as well. So again, Alina's Wonders on Facebook. However, I wanted to say that just to have the complete, like 100% complete, okay, I, I'm talking nonsense right now. Either way. To have the complete image of why Machu Picchu was so important for me, because Machu Picchu was one of the few places that I knew about since I was in school, like since I was, I think I was around, it was between 10 and 12 years old um, when my parents had a subscription to basically an, um, printing like a editorial something like that, I don't know exactly what it was but the point was that we would get one book per month and they would belong in a collection right and it was then when I stumbled across because I have to be honest I don't remember when I learned in school about it I really don't remember um, because I just I was never 
like a extremely good student or really uh, I I was always interested in reading things aside from whatever I had to read during school years and so on. So I do remember that book. It's still uh, back in uh, in the place where I used to live while growing up. Um, it was a red book with uh, like gold uh, hieroglyphs or something like that. And it was then uh, I read the book. I don't even think I finished reading the book. But I already, like in my mind, again, I was 10, 12 years old. Um, it was still looking impossible for me to be able to just travel by yourself. Um, so still, it was then when I decided that I want to get there in one of the... And it was not only to Machu Picchu, it was also because, yeah, that's the dream. I have to get to <laughs> Central America as well. It was... Um, about Inca and Maya and like it was not only like I want to get to Machu Picchu and that's it for me it was I wanted to see as much as possible whatever is uh, has left um, from all these empires that I was reading about fast forward to okay so let's go back to last year as i was saying i was coming from it was my sixth month and i do also want to explain something because as soon as i'm going to tell you and spoiler alert i actually did suffer and my body reacted in a way that i never happened before and it never happened after that either um it was such a weird thing to physically not being able to control or to understand your body. But again, before getting into that, I want to explain how uh, my uh, way actually went to get to uh, Peru and to Machu Picchu and so on. So the thing was that I was coming, so in March, I was in north of Argentina, which is also, it, which is also like, it also has a high altitude. And then I was planning actually to go to Bolivia but because I was overwhelmed, as I think I mentioned a few times that I got overwhelmed in Paraguay because a few things happened, but then also the temperature was just, it was just really bad. So I was kind of still trying to be able to breathe, like physically I was trying to be able to breathe and all that. And... I was planning to go to Bolivia, but then it just didn't happen. So I wasn't able to go to Bolivia from North Argentina. And either way, I wanted to go for my birthday to Atacama Desert, uh, because that was another place that I really wanted to see since I was a kid. And... Um, then I, in my mind, was like, okay, so then I'm going to cross back to Chile. And then from Chile, I'm going to go to Bolivia. And then from Bolivia, I'm going to cross back to, uh, like, not back. I'm going to cross to Peru. It didn't happen like that. I didn't manage to get to Bolivia. I didn't manage to get at all to Bolivia, not even, like, not only in that time. Because I had to be better prepared. And I was, I was just not able to focus and to it was so frustrating in which i decided that i'm gonna skip it all together and i'm just gonna focus on uh, these countries and actually i'm glad that i've done that because like that i had the time to really discover ecuador which is one of my favorite countries in south america 
So I was in Atacama Desert, which is still kind of high altitude. But then from then I decided to go back to the Chilean uh, coast. And I was in the north of the country, but I was, when I'm saying on the coast, you can imagine I'm like kind of like sea level, right? And I stayed there for one week and then I went up and if like I stopped in two more cities and after that I managed to cross to Peru. So by, by then I already got readjusted to the sea level. So I wasn't adjusted to um, like the high altitude. And that's when all the bad things happened because I got like, it was so difficult in Peru. I, it, it was just in, incredible. Like I started to feel sick in the bus and the roads are really, really, like really not safe. And um, the bus drivers, and I'm saying this from the uh, perspective of someone traveling for almost eight months in South America, traveling mostly by bus. Um, the bus drivers in, in Peru are the craziest bus drivers, craziest drivers that I've ever met. And a lot of people are saying that the people in Chile, they are not, um, they are they are too fast or they are not uh, paying attention or something like that. I've even hitchhiked in Chile and still I was safer than in a bus in Peru. I really thought a few times that I'm going to die. Like I, I'm not even kidding. I was legit trying to make peace with the fact that I might die and this is the end. Not of my trip. This is the end of my life. I was literally trying to be like, okay, I need to be at peace with me that I might not make it at the end of this journey, which is something horrible, like literally horrible. It, it, it was something horrible to go through. So my mind was already, let's just straight up said that it was already fucked up because of the, uh, because of uh, the buses in Peru. Um, and the way that I went, it's basically, of course, I was still trying, I, I, I was not hitchhiking anymore. Um, so I stopped in a, in the little city that is close to the, uh, to the border, which is Arica. I decided to stop there for one night. And then from then, if I remember correctly, yeah, because I was, I was coming from Iquique. Yeah. So I stopped there. And then I made it to Tacna, uh, but it already it it was already very weird. So basically, from Arica, I went with a bus or something like that uh, to the like I think it was like either way to the really the closest thing. And from there, I took like a taxi uh, that took me to the next uh, city, in which I think it was Tacna. And then I, um, yeah, so basically I'm not going to tell you my whole route. The point is that I stopped in Arequipa. The point is that I didn't go directly to uh, Machu Picchu because I stopped in Puno. I was there for uh, a, a bit because I wanted to uh, experience Titicaca Lake because, again, knowing that I'm not going to Bolivia, I still wanted to see Titicaca Lake. So, again, I didn't go directly, like, 
you know, like in one day I made it to Machu Picchu and that was it. No, I stopped on the way. Um, and then finally I managed to get to Cusco. And in Cusco, I stayed like several days as well, like I think three, four days. And in Cusco, I actually met someone that I met, uh, that I met earlier in my trip when I was in Atacama Desert. And he was a local. And he was actually helping me with uh, how to make the reservation because what I realized when I was in Cusco, because again, Cusco is uh, a bit high altitude as well, was that I'm, it was not that I'm not, like, I, it, it, it was fine. I didn't feel sick. I didn't feel any of that. It was just that I felt I was really not, um, like, I was getting tired easy, like, really easy. Like, I wouldn't be able to hike for, like, 15 minutes, and I would already be like, oh, I'm, like, so tired, and it was weird, because, come on, I was hiking for, like, two months in Patagonia earlier in January, February, so I was, like, I cannot, so I was, like, okay, so I'm not quite used with it, so I decided that I'm going to, and because, again, I was done with the freaking buses, and actually, a spoiler alert, I was not done, I had to take the buses a few more times um, in the rest of my travels. So because of that, I decided to take the train. Also, it was, of course, more expensive. So it cost me more. Um, but also because the idea of going with the train, I was like, but that's so romantic and that's so lovely. And I love that and blah, 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 blah. So together with the help of my friend, I booked. So basically, I had to go in a specific place to book the entry to Machu Picchu and to book the way that I was going there. And I wanted to go on a mountain close to Machu Picchu. I don't remember the name of it, uh, but it was already sold out. So I was like, damn, man. It's everything is sold out, like the hell. Because again, they are allowed only a specific number of people that they that can get there per day. So it's better to book this in advance. And I booked it like few days uh, in advance. Okay, so the time comes for me to go. The way that I was supposed to go was to take a mini bus to the train station, which was outside of Cusco. And then from them to take the train that will get me all the way to Aguas Calientes. This is the little uh, city that would actually, it's not, you know, it's a fake city. It's, okay, I'm going to get into that uh, when, when I get there. Okay, so it's easy, really easy. Yeah, take take the minibus, go from with the minibus to the train station, and then from the train station you go to um, to your destination. Unfortunately, the travel agency made a mistake, and they actually sent me to the minibus that was going all the way to Orlando. I, I don't remember the name, whatever. So all the way to like around 11 kilometers away from Aguascalientes. And then from there, you either hike or there is another train. And I didn't realize that happened 
until it was way too late. So there were no, um, um, basically there was nothing, like no train stations where I could have stopped like with the bus in order to get there. And the worst thing happened. So on the way, the guy with the minibus was going so fast so I was, I still remember, it was again, as I was saying, one year ago, and I still remember I had the headphones on. Uh, we were in a minibus with like, I think, uh, probably like 10 people or so. And I was not able to breathe. So I felt like I cannot breathe. So I was trying to take like, uh, like to catch my breath. So I was trying to um inspire like inspire <laughs> i don't i again my english sometimes goes bye bye uh, so i was trying to get as much air in my lungs basically so i was really uh, struggling to uh, to breathe but i didn't realize because having my headphones on i didn't realize that i was making such a huge noise that people are in the minibus were like asking like what's going on and then when i looked because somebody actually uh, like literally put their head on, on my on my shoulder and be like are you okay of course everybody was speaking in English, in spanish uh, with me and then when i look at the person the person started yelling at the driver because i didn't even realize i was crying like i was legit crying and i was not able to breathe at all and they started yelling at the driver to stop because i don't feel well and then the driver stopped and I got off and people thought that I'm going to throw up, but I didn't, <laughs> and I didn't feel like throwing up. I was just shaking, like my hands were shaking really badly. I was actually shaking from all my body and everybody was asking me in Spanish, what's happening with me? And I was not the problem. And I was keep on crying. Like I couldn't stop crying. And it was so frustrating because I just couldn't understand what was happening. And as it seems, um, I was not, for some reason, the bus was going, like the mini bus was going so fast that is just my body couldn't take the difference in the altitude. And that was the reaction to it. I didn't throw up, but I was just not able to function as a human anymore. And the people were really, really like scared for me, basically, because they were like, are you okay? Like, what's happening? Are you gonna, like, what do you need? And I was trying to explain to them, that, like, I don't know, this never happened to me ever before. So I don't know what I need. I don't know what I don't need. I, like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know anything. And then um, apparently the way that that bus, mini bus was actually booked was that um, you would have been able to book it with, uh, because apparently there was, there was two stopovers um, and one was basically you have some snacks with you but then the other one was like a full meal and i was like i cannot i just need some coca tea which probably people know that coca is from uh, coca leaves 
which presumably is going to help you with uh, the high altitude sickness. That was the only thing that I wanted, a freaking tea to get like to <laughs> recover because I was like, I can't, I can't eat. I, I, I was like, I can't even look at food. Like I, I cannot do that. And so finally, we made it to that place where, uh, from where, as I was saying, it was 11 kilometers away from where we were supposed to go, and like from Aguas Calientes. And um, the thing was that from there, I had to either walk 11 kilometers or take another train. And the train was so expensive. If I remember, it was like, I think for the Peruvi Peruvian people, it was like $2. And for a foreigner would be like $35 or something. And I was feeling way too sick to, like normally 11 kilometers, are you kidding me? Like, I got this, I, I can do this. But because I was feeling so sick and I was like, I, I can't. And then like, if, like the people from the bus, most of them, they would be walking, right? So they would be like, we can all go together. And I'm like, I don't feel like I can make it. And it sucked because again, I was hiking for two months by myself in Patagonia. Um, few months ago, few months before that. But I was like, I, I don't want to risk it. I don't, I know I'm not, I'm not myself. So I stopped and of course I missed the first bus and I had to wait for the next one, which was in a couple of hours. So I finally stopped and I went to a restaurant and I had some food uh, to calm down. It started to rain and it was really bad because the idea when you go to Machu Picchu as in you have to go up. And then you look, I mean, you're going to go through the ruins as well. But then it's beautiful if you're able to see if it's cloudy and shitty, then you're not going to be able to have the amazing view that everybody knows about. And everybody, like, you can find it all over the internet. So it was rainy. And the only thing that I was trying to focus on was that there was a rainbow. And I was keep on trying to focus on the rainbow and be like, this is the positive thing that I want to take out of this day because it was horrible <laughs> and <laughs> I felt like I'm dying and all that. And I was like, yeah, this, this rainbow works. Like I, I deserve this rainbow. <laughs> um, finally, the, the train came and I started talking with this Canadian guy, but then luckily that I was talking with him because I didn't have enough battery in my phone. I, I remember uh, it, it was not my phone. I had a tablet back then. Because by the time we actually made it to Aguas Calientes, it was already dark and my accommodation was somewhere, but I didn't know where. So the guy actually helped me. He showed me on the map what it is and um, it was rainy. It was dark. I was tired. And so the only thing that I wanted to do is to just go take a shower, go find my accommodation, take a shower and go try to sleep. Because I was like, I, I can't, I can't. And now from this, I have to tell you that um, 
they are, they accommodate. I decided from the beginning that I'm going to stay two nights in uh, Aguas Calientes, even though the majority of people, they only stay one night. Now, for me, in my head was like, yeah, but maybe I want to, you know, maybe I want to explore a little bit. Like if I'm arriving in the evening and then in the morning, I need to go early in the morning to make it to Machu Picchu. And then the next day, like in the same day, I have to go like, no, that's not going to happen. So my my idea, and I'm so happy that I've decided to do that because I was so tired the day after that I'm like, yes, I get to stay one more night. I don't have to hurry. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, so when I got to the accommodation, luckily they were really nice. And I mean, this is kind of the business, right? Because a lot of people would leave early in the morning to be there even before uh, sunrise. Um, and they were saying that I can have food, like I, I can have the breakfast that is included, but I can have it early in the morning as well. And I was like, yes, God bless. And uh, the first bus, the first mini bus that goes from Aguascalientes all the way to Machu Picchu uh, leaves at 5 a.m. But if you want to take that bus, if you want to take the first bus, it's better to get in a line from 3 a.m. And I'm not even kidding. I thought that I was kidding. I thought that people would kid. It is such a long queue. The good thing is that it really goes fast. So it really goes fast. But if you really want to be uh, one of the first and you want to take the bus, not actually walk there, uh, it's better to be there like a 3 a.m. or like 3.30 or something like that. <clears throat> now, the problem was that, again, normally I would have hiked all the way there. But once again, I didn't feel like risking um, because I also didn't know exactly how high it was and how abrupt it was and how many stairs or like what's going on. I didn't know how it's going to look like. So I was like, I'm just going to try to take the first bus. Then that's it. I don't remember exactly. What, I didn't take the first bus. 100% sure. Uh, I didn't. I, I couldn't believe how many people were waiting in line. It was legitimately like I think it was like one kilometer. I don't know. Maybe I'm overreacting. But it was like a really like it was a, a full-on street going like it was just incredible. So I finally managed to get into the bus and. Um, I kept, uh, we were kind of going, the road is like a loop that goes uh, basically right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left, and all that. And so uh, when finally we managed to get there, we were told that if we are interested, we can hire or like rent uh, tour guides, but I didn't want to do that. And I didn't want to do that because I just... I was like, I can't, I mean, I know they can tell me stuff, but like, I, I was like, I can read all about it. I can really do that. I just want to be by myself. I don't want to wait for others because of course, if you want to pay for a tour guide, like a private tour guide, then it's way more expensive. And again, just to also um, say something, I was at the end of my trip. So my budget was, you know, <laughs> Kind of not if it was not the same if I would have just gone there and come back or if I would have been in the beginning of my trip. 
So I was like, no, I'm just going to go by myself. And I'm happy I've done that because I decided first thing to do to go and uh, go as high as possible uh, to have the view and to have to see the sunrise from that spot as in how it looks like on um, the ruins. And this is when I'm going to remind you if you're interested in seeing my pictures because it's amazing to see the light and it's not my editing. I mean, of course, I've done some editing as well, but you can I will uh, you can see the difference in between before the sunrise or during the sunrise and then after the sunrise, how the light changes on the ruins. But another thing that I need to mention is that I really like again, there were not so many people uh, in the ruins and so on. And it was around probably 6 a.m. Oh, and I was lucky. So it it rained for like the whole day, uh, the whole night. But then it stopped raining and the, the clouds start clearing up as we would go up. And I was like, oh, my God. And as far as I understood, it's better because you basically have two entries. It's either in the morning or it's in the afternoon. And as far as I understood, um, the clouds are clearing up in the morning and it's, it's getting back to rainy and all that uh, in the afternoon. Apparently, that's um, the thing that happens in that part of the world, in that regions, uh, in that kind of in those kind of regions and whatever. Okay, so it was hands down one of the most beautiful sunrises I've ever seen. Uh, but what shocked me was that immediately when I, I got to, so I got to that place, I started taking some pictures, I was enjoying the sunrise, and then I decided to start going through the actual ruins. And of course, little by little, there were more and more people, either just by themselves, either with a tour guide. Uh, and the tour guides speak a lot of languages. You can have it not only English and Spanish, they speak all sorts of languages. Of course, for Asian uh, countries, which I'm not gonna be all smart, I, I don't recognize all of the Asian languages just by listening few words. Um, so that's why I'm saying it so broadly. Um, but also other European languages like German or France or whatever. Okay, so what it was just incredible for me was that um, I felt like a kind of serenity that I wasn't able to explain. I felt something similar just few, like a week before or something like that when I went on uh, Titicaca Lake. When I was there again, it felt, it's other word than serenity, I don't know how to explain. It's really difficult for me to explain, but I felt at peace or I felt like I belonged there or I felt like I was always there or I was always there and always gonna be there. I cannot really, I don't know how to explain and how to put in words for people to understand, but it was something, it, it was like all the people around me couldn't, like they couldn't enter into my, like into my surrounding or something like that. It felt like I'm protected. It felt like I, as I was saying, it felt like I, I was, I was belonging to that part of, uh, I don't, I don't know. I 
cannot explain this because it's not something that I felt. As I was saying, I felt something similar when I was on the lake, but then on the islands of the lake, but nothing after that. So I, I don't know how to explain it, but this is how I felt. And I do have to say that one of the things that I struggled with was to take my own picture, because as I said before, I don't like asking people uh, taking pictures of myself. And because I do have my own style of taking as uh, <laughs> someone suggested to call it the reverse selfie, <laughs> in which is me taking pictures of myself, but then it's always me um, with the back of the camera, at the camera. And because there were so many people and, not, and I didn't have a tripod, it was so difficult for me to take pictures. So because of that, I don't have so many pictures of myself. And the ones that I have, they are not so well taken because, you know, you just give your camera to someone asking nicely to take pictures, but then you don't know what's going to happen and how it's going to look like. Um, so that was one of the things that I didn't think about. And it was the same, actually, when I went to... Um, uh was the name Iguazu waterfall um there were so many people and there were not so many chances for me to take pictures of myself uh so i don't have so many pictures of myself because of that i do have a lot of pictures from the waterfall on the brazilian side and on the argentinian side but like never in <laughs> not so many of myself because i was traveling alone and i didn't want to okay anyway um another thing that i wanted to mention is that i've actually got inside uh, Machu Picchu twice. So I've done first the whole thing. So I, I went first up and then I went down to the ruins. Um, and then I had to basically get out and remember to take your passport with you because you can put a stamp in your passport. It's, it doesn't mean anything, but it's just the idea of like, you've been there. And I was happy to do that. So I got out. So I went first up to see the thing. And then I, I went through the ruins. And then the way that you like the way that you go is like you will have to go out because it's you enter one way and then you go out another way. And um, then I got the stamp on my passport. I mean, I put it myself, actually. It was just there, and it's just, it's written, Machu Picchu on my passport. It's amazing. And then I decided to go again because I wanted to do one of the hikes. I was feeling better. I was feeling better, and I'm like, I have to do something because I was supposed to do, like, a lot of hiking, and I've done none of it. So I was like, I cannot not do any, like, I need to do a hike. So the hike that I decided to, to do was, uh, it's called Inti Puku. If I remember correctly, I don't. I think yeah, Intipunku, and that's actually in English. It's called Sun Gate, and I've I've basically went all the way up, and it was I don't remember. I don't even know how how long it is the hike. Um, you do have arrows in which is explaining how far it is and all that. And it was beautiful because you go even farther away and then you actually see how small uh, Machu Picchu is um, surrounded by the amazing mountains. Um, so I've done that and I was so happy to do that. And I, I was able to actually take uh, some pictures. 
And again, all of that was amazing. And the last thing is that I actually met three of the people from the bus. And it was so funny because they were calling me like Romania or uh, someone remind, remember that my name was Alina, but like someone said, hey, Romania. And I'm like, wait, what? And I was like, I don't even know where I know you from. Like it could have been anyone. <laughs> and I was like, oh, from the bus. Okay. And actually I... Uh, I met two guys and one, uh, we actually met just on our way out, uh, completely out, but then he took the bus down while I decided that I'm gonna actually just uh, walk down because I was like, okay, like kind of F down, I'm feeling better, I'm not dying anymore, so I can actually do the stairs all the way down. And on the way down, I met another guy, and so we walked together and that was nice as well. And I think this is my story about Machu Picchu. Again, if you're interested in uh, seeing my pictures from that, you can do so on my uh, personal or travel blog or website, Alina's Wonders on Wix. Um, and I'm gonna probably publish some um, short videos from Machu Picchu in um, on Alina's Wonders on Facebook. This concludes today's episode. If you like it, don't forget to subscribe to Traveling Inside Out on any of the 15 different podcast platforms you are listening on. Or maybe there are more and I don't even know. <laughs> I, I last counted 15. I have to be honest. I don't know how many others are there. Um, if you have any kind of questions, uh, you can either, as I was saying, read my blog or just get in touch with me. You can also send me a voice message on Anchor app. Um, or you can just get in touch with me however you want it. You can find me under uh, Alina's Wonders however you want that's it until next time follow your dreams and say truth to yourself bye